0: I want you all to take a quick, deep breath and just let it out. Feel the weight of whatever it is that you are giving to this planet, whether it be standing through your feet, sitting through your chair, or just lying down across a bed and reflect on some of the good music that has come out this year. There's been some really good, heavy stuff, we're going to carry that energy as we go through this episode of the metalhead i am your one host your one co-host michael ragowski
1: and i'm the other one i'm Grace here <laughs> to cause mischief
0: the mischief maker um yeah. yeah we've got a good show for everybody today and we've got some really good uh really good stuff to talk about and uh First off, I think we want to pick up a thread that we left on the ground last episode uh, talking about uh, what's going on with Metallica.
1: I mean, who knows? It could be anything. <laughs> but this yeah, time they, we do actually, though, because they made a big know. announcement. Yeah. There is so an album coming out.
0: There is indeed. A full, full-length full album. Um Yeah, 72 seasons. Um and I did the math. I don't have it in front of me, but that's like—it's a couple of years. It's a couple of years.
1: You know, uh, six. It'll be. It will be seven. Seven years. Seven years. I think. Yeah. yeah, the last album was 2016. So 2016. It's been, a, it's been a minute.
0: It's been a minute. Yeah, four divided by seventy-two. Um, it's been a while um i i'm maybe one of the minorities where i've actually enjoyed the latter part of metallica's discography you know more than some others um yeah everything from death magnetic
1: love the songs and anger
0: <laughs> yeah I, I have a friend of mine uh, our mutual friend travis loves seeing anger um yeah you yeah I,
1: I can give a take but i like i like the single yeah
0: (laughs) um i i thoroughly love death magnetic even though it suffers pretty heavily from that loudness wars um Mm. it i think it deserves kind of what uh, rush did with vapor trails i feel like death magnetic could do a good remix uh like a good remastering of that album just to kind of get some of that smaller moments a little bit to the forefront um and yeah their last album um Oh, I always call it Self Destruct, but it's, uh, what is it? Um,
1: not spare the way Hard, yeah, it's hardwired.
0: Hardwired to self destruct. It
1: it's named after the title track. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I thought it was great, quite good. Um, you know, the guitar solos left a little to the imagination, but it was still pretty good.
1: You know? Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. Though, were, um, definitely a singles album where I picked out little singles and I was like, oh, I like this one, I like that one. Um, rather than like maybe the whole thing whereas yeah i'd agree death magnetic maybe like maybe my favorite it's just it's just a real shame about the production and that is what kind of like conks it out a bit for me Mm -hmm. but i really love like everything about death magnetic i think it's a really really cool album Mm -hmm. so um we'll see yeah i think there's a lot of bands that have been going for a long time that people like to go all there fading into obscurity they're not what they were and like metallica is still doing some pretty like good stuff yeah um and the single that came out felt like you know very much we're going to do something tight short and we're just going to put it out and it's just going to be hard hitting a metallica single Mm -hmm. right and it was exactly what it said on the tin which i uh, i really appreciated Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
0: i agree i i loved it very thrashy very energetic um and I think I think we need to put the the tiger on the table and yell at it the that that cover art you know that that cover art though what do, people aren't liking it
1: people are not I mean, yeah what, what happened to the logo Like <laughs> that iconic Metallica logo that's been with them for like 30 years is just yeah. like how what if we use this random like Times New Roman font and just put it really <laughs> small and I guess there's the, they've got the Metallica M on there as well, but even so, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's interesting.
0: Yeah. I, th- I, it's, it's a very, in my mind, it's a very busy cover with not a whole lot of substance to it. You know, like, mm. like it looks like a cradle that has been burst out of and a lot of stuff on the floor. Um, so like it's very very busy and messy but like i don't know what they're trying to say with it is it like a baby that is sh- uh, like shuffled off at shackles and now it's coming forth um
1: well i think because the album right like 72 seasons james heffield said the album's about um upbringing so 72 seasons mm. is four seasons a year until uh they turned 18 so it's, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be about like their formative years and that's that's maybe where the lyrical inspiration comes from. So mm, there's 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 okay. a bit of a link, you know. It's, okay, it's not okay, totally okay. it's not totally abstract the uh, the album art, but it is. Um, I don't know. It feels it feels a bit cheesy. Maybe mm. it's not really. I wouldn't say it's iconic. Some of their what? other
0: artworks. Art Right, and it's interesting because they have so many iconic album covers. Like Love It or Hate It, the Saint Anger's album cover is iconic. Um, mm. I would even say the same thing for Death Magnetic. Um, yeah, it, it's this one. Maybe we'll we'll see. We'll see if it grows on me. We'll see if it grows on me. Um,
1: we will. yeah, yeah. I will also see if it grows into any festival dates that are happening next year whoa <laughs> what, a what a transition
0: what uh, a transition yeah i think this is going to be a little bit of a permanent spot on here as we transition um because you know now that the world is basically officially opening back up again we're getting a lot more concert releases a lot more concert and festival um mm-hmm. dates um, and we've got we've got two that we're pretty excited over. Do you want to take the first one?
1: I'll go on then. This is uh <laughs> this is one called Art Mania, which mm-hmm. was announced, which is in Romania. Uh, and it's funded by some like Romanian grant. And they've basically just got a bunch of bands together to put together this festival. So Porcupine Tree is one of the big bands at the top. Mm-hmm. If you're into that sort of stuff. But if you go further down, you've got Emperor, you've got Tesseract, you've mm-hmm. got Wardruna, you've got Pain of Salvation, Port Noir, Haken, this big like Proggy, deathy metal y but also mm-hmm. like rocky kind of festival. There's a there's a good blend and apparently many more to be announced. Not just yeah. more to be announced, many more. Many more. So yep. if you if you find yourself in Romania in uh, twenty twenty three, you know, maybe <laughs> uh maybe stop by this place as well
0: yeah very proggy and we are both huge huge fans of Prague. so yeah
1: i if
0: if i were you know in around that area i would definitely check it out um yeah and uh another one that i found that you know this is this is kind of tickling a lot of my fancies is the shaky knees festival that's going on in central park atlanta georgia uh the weekend of may 5th to 7th um We've got the, I guess, the three big headliners, which, you know, you can take or leave. you got the Killers on the Friday, Muse on the Saturday, and Lumineers on the Sunday. But for me, it's those tasty kind of second hitters. You know, the Friday, you've got Greta Van Fleet and the Ayayas. Saturday, you've got Tenacious D and the Mars Volta. I mean... Saturday. I mean,
1: that's, that's, a, that's a combination. <laughs>
0: yeah, Saturday. Saturday, you've got Muse headlining with Tenacious D and the Mars Volta kind of playing playing second up, um, and Sunday with the Lumineers, you've got Hoyser and the Flaming Lips, um, and so yeah, it's 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 looking like a, a good good smattering, and I would say that this one's I think leaning more towards rock and indie artists you know you've got like father john mitzi in here you've got the walkman you've got mm-hmm. um the manchester orchestra and the f- the front bottoms so they are definitely kind of like leaning more towards um indie and rock um but you know tenacious d and the mars volta on saturday is enough for any metalhead you know
1: that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Anyway. <laughs>
0: maybe. Uh, well, I mean, if the Mars Volta is touring anything from their latest album, it's a lot more on the indie rock side than the metal side. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and speaking of new albums, again, great, great doing some segues oh, yeah. here. Speaking of
1: indie rock. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, maybe not. Um, if Nickel if are back,
0: back nickelback are back i was gonna say yeah very if you good. are a, a, if you're a long time listener of ours our first our very first episode we talked about nickelback um because it seems like every new album they put out somebody's saying "Ooh, are they going metal um because you know there there are a couple tracks on this new one we both gave it a spin um and i grace i would love to know what you thought about this record
1: yeah i mean the idea of them going metal is like i don't think that's quite true with this record Mm-mm. um even though saying that if you listen to the first 10 seconds of it and nothing else you might think it's a, <laughs> it's a metal record <laughs> but um it is leaning in a bit more into the sort of traditional like rock and roll kind of kind of vibes right yeah um and my, yeah, my biggest note is I've put good quality dad rock, which is, like, I mm-hmm. think sums it up, um, but in a good way, you know, it's good dad rock. It's um, yeah. a while since I've dedicated my ears to an album of that ilk, mm-hmm. and the whole thing just feels like nostalgia, like, every song is just like a throwback to the past. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Talking about the good old days, yeah. Uh, yeah, how it used to be, you know, mm-hmm. going to Blockbuster, and Printing of VHS, you know, mm-hmm. like it's that kind of like they've reached that era where I feel like Nickelback are being nostalgic for themselves like 30 <laughs> years ago. Like not even the other pop culture, but they're just nostalgic for their own like early yeah. pop culture. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They I mean, right from their second album, they found the formula that works and they have not broken the mold for that. Um I will say, though, at least there were three tracks on here that had a little bit more of a metal flavor. Not like a full-on metal song, but a metal flavor. Uh, The first two tracks and Vegas Bomb, the fifth track, had a little bit more. But, yeah, definitely in that um, a friend of mine calls it butt rock. That kind of butt (laughs) rock kind of flavoring on it. Um, Not one that I think I'm going to return to, but... um, yeah yeah i mean it was fine but i wouldn't if you're a metalhead, i wouldn't say that this is going to sway you to nickelback's discography
1: yeah maybe not maybe not
0: yeah maybe you don't want to try here um and i think both of us were introduced to newer bands um i don't have you ever listened the other album we're going to talk about is threshold have you listened to any other threshold albums before this one
1: I haven't, um, mm-hmm. which is a sin, is what I'm, I'm realising after uh, spinning this album a few times this last couple of weeks, because mm-hmm. uh, it's it's pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a lot of people recommending me Threshold, mm-hmm. and you know I've seen the name come up a few times, and I was like, yeah, maybe at some point, but you know, I don't have any big desire, but this has forced me into it, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I really like it. It's... Um, really reminds me of a band called Turbulence who okay. released an album in t- last year, I want to say, that I really, really loved and was one of my favourite albums that came out that year. Um, and there's very similar vibes in the sense of like there's these great moments of keys and guitars and these balance mm-hmm. in, the, in the track where they're both treated with equal amounts of respect. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot of like forward-facing synthesizer stuff going on like the song complex mm-hmm. there's this like little solo trading moment where it goes back and forth between the keys of the guitar love that very tasty mm-hmm. um and yeah it's just like it's just very nice it's very satisfying mm-hmm. um i think i need to explore some of the uh, deeper hits as well um,
0: yeah um i i came into that threshold discography with their last release of um i always i always want to say it's songs of the shire but it's legends of the shire um and yeah it's just really good uh like progressive metal you know um i always find that their albums are a little too long like you know their shorter albums are over an hour long um but if you're if you're able to kind of just sit back and let it wash over you it's it's very rewarding you know they've never really put out a bad album but i do feel as though much like nickelback they found the formula that works and don't really want to shy too far away from it um
1: yeah yeah written down this is their 12th album
0: it is their 12th album they're not not
1: new to this
0: (laughs) no no they know what works um yeah i think my favorite track from this album is you know the longest track because it has to be uh the domino effect um i loved it reminded me a little bit of the genesis track of the last domino um or i think it's just called domino um where you know right around the midpoint they shift focus entirely and it's almost a completely new track but loved it um i think it's a good time and i i would give this a recommendation i would say if you haven't heard threshold it's a really good starting point i mean any of their albums are a good starting point they all practically sound the same (laughs) but no i think it's a good i think it's a good it's a good start
1: And the thing with this album as well is when I was listening to it, I was like, hmm, okay, there's definitely, like, a theme here. There's definitely, like, something going on. I'm smelling a concept. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. me being me, I was like, well, historically, I've been really bad at, like, knowing what's going on in lyrics. I struggle to pay attention to them a lot of the time. So I was like, right, okay. I'm sensing that there's, like, a story being told here. I want to find out more about it. And I did a lot of research. Mm -hmm. uh did a lot of googling a lot of searching Mm -hmm. reading other um outlets put out reviews i read the official press release from nuclear blast about the album Mm -hmm. um and absolutely nowhere does anyone tell you what the uh, what on earth is going on (laughs) like i could find no information about what this album's about i'm like even in the official press release from nuclear blast there was no like actual concise like summary of mm-hmm. this album's about like these three themes you know it's about mm-hmm. love loss and dreams you know is yeah. it nothing no it's just yeah. there's a new threshold album it's coming out soon it's coming out. It's, that's uh, all you need this to know. album here's who's on it yeah so, okay well give what well, give me something more to latch on to mm-hmm. yeah and i'm kind of like i'm almost annoyed because i'm like i want to know like what's <laughs> what's going on like, like I'm, I'm sure a lot of effort has been put into that, mm-hmm. and I definitely struggle without having someone else, like, explain it to me, or better yet, you know, some sort of words or prose from the artists themselves saying, this mm-hmm. is what it's about, this is how you can follow along. Gosh, you can't find anything. Oh, boy. And I was like, you know, at one point I was like, have they gone, like, full John Anderson, <laughs> and have they just, like, <laughs> do the lyrics just mean absolutely nothing? Like, is right. that the gimmick with the band but I'm like no I'm sure there's something interesting going on and um I do plan on picking up a physical copy of the album to have the lyrics in front of me oh, and piece okay. kind of yeah. it together at some point right because um it's I'm hooked on the instrumentals and I want to I want to uncover the deeper meaning mhm
0: okay so we'll put a pin in that cuz yeah, yeah the most that I've got is I did a review of this album and um, one of my viewers commented that it's supposed to be a companion a continuation from their last album in some way um i don't know if they meant that as like a foil like you know legends of the shire is the softer side and this is the heavier side or if it was more of a thematic thing um that's as close as i got of what this album means um but yeah
1: yeah that's that's all i got for over yeah explain what your art is no <laughs> one has time no one cares anymore to yeah. spend days and weeks and months studying 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 your work, your, exactly yeah yeah um, you've got to spell it out for people <laughs> <laughs> um one that
0: didn't need to be spelled out was the the new one for me um you know i gave you threshold and you gave me and correct me if i'm wrong with the pronunciation of this uh is it tala
1: that's how i've been saying it okay uh, yep it's probably fine
0: <laughs> T-A-L-L-A-H um yeah yeah this was this was fun um I was and I've made a note after I listened to this a couple of times that it, it's taking what's like took what Slipknot has started and pushed it a little bit more into the extreme um like I yeah. it, like slipknot loves the yelling and the screaming but i haven't heard slipknot do any school like uh squeals you know like pig squeals and Mm -hmm. these guys these guys have some really really tasty pig squeals on here that i was just like "Mm, yes give me some of that that's that's really quite tasty um and yeah really enjoying um what these guys were doing uh Kind of taking again some of what like the new metal was doing, like a lot of the ret- record scratching, and even putting it into a more modern and contemporary landscape. Um, I also appreciate that most of these songs blended right into the next, so it com- like felt like one complete work rather than just a bunch of singles. Um, found myself really liking it, and you know, super heavy, super uh, super headbanging
1: yeah I mean compared to um, the other bands we've just mentioned and gone through right Nickelback and the these guys are pretty <laughs> new this is their this is their second album yeah second I, album uh, yeah they don't they, they don't have that. singles and a couple of EPs but yeah this is like their second big release um, mm-hmm. and it's yeah I I love it like um, I saw the band um, during COVID to do an online festival recorded live stream something something or the other and I was like oh okay let's bookmark this one for later because that was mm-hmm. really interesting mm-hmm. and when i saw the new album was coming out i was like okay this is later now is later let's like <laughs> let's deep dive into this and i love it yeah. like my my headline notes is that it's car bomb meets slipknot meets 100 Gecs are like the three i feel like if you crash those three bands into yeah. one blob this is sort of what would come out the other end yeah uh, oh yeah because it's not quite as brutal as car bomb it's got all that sort of like weird stuff Slipknot's doing and then Mm -hmm. it's also got that like added almost modern like hyper pop creativity in some little spaces and Mm -hmm. yeah like um yeah it's it's cool it's it's a very different flavor to what all of those bands have done and it Mm -hmm. it does sound very fresh and very tasty Mm -hmm. um I thought the mix was sick as well which is like a nerdy thing to comment on but with (laughs) such dense material like it is it is thick there is mm-hmm. there's a lot happening constantly um mm-hmm. there's some really great use of space in the mix as well and sometimes stuff will be hard panned and then nothing else will be happening and there will kind of be little tiny little breaks in the wall of noise and you just go ah oh. you can just sort of like breathe out and then it mm-hmm. starts again and you just like get bombarded and it's it's uh, <laughs> it's good um mm-hmm. and yeah you were saying about the squeals as well like i'm feeling some of those like slam influences which mm-hmm. is a genre I really struggled with. I, I can't. I couldn't name a slam band I ever really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I was never a huge fan of the vocal style. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. Um, the way Tala sort of like work with um, the influence from that is, it's just like little little flourishes of like slam style vocals, and I'm like, oh, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And then it's gone. Like you know, it's just one-off lines here and there so it's not for me as like a, a non-slam enthusiast it wasn't jarring <laughs> it was like again that yeah. sort of like tasteful chaos yeah um, yeah
0: yeah and I, I feel think like
1: there's uh there's an artistry to to how it's put together yeah
0: yeah they're using it as a um as a spice you know they're not using it as the main dish which i feel like it, for anybody that's not a big fan of that style of singing, um, that style of music, um, it's a really good way of, you know, um, getting them into the water. You know, it's, it's slowly getting them yeah. into it. Um, yeah, um, I, I found myself loving this. And af- after this, I'm going to have to listen to that first record of theirs. You know, this is a band that I want to keep my attention on, um, especially because they're so young, you know.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, for sure. And it like again, this is one of those albums that's come out super recently, and I've seen like every single publication do their like end of year top album lists already. And I'm just uh-huh. like, you can't miss these guys out. Like, come on, yeah. You know, there's still some really good records coming out in this like little corner of the year mm-hmm. after these big publications have started writing their end of year lists. So um, I hope they, uh, I hope they get some love you know because mm-hmm. uh, they really deserve it for this album it's really good
0: yeah yeah i always uh, and i've i even saw like rolling stone put out their top 100 albums of 2022 uh like last week and i'm like guys it's not even the first full week of december yet like cool your <laughs> cool yourselves you know um so speaking of grace what is your top 10 albums of 2022 <laughs> ah. <laughs> no it's okay it's okay um i think I think we'll we'll transition into this the uh, conversation this topic that uh I think uh any any music fan, regardless if you're a metalhead or not, any music fan can sympathize with um what's going on with all these like astronomical prices for concert tickets <sighs> I mean,
1: like what's going same, on with that like is i food probably
0: yeah, like um this past year um you know looking outside of uh, metal um i wanted to see genesis with their the last domino tour but tickets were like 300 a piece um what's are are we getting to a point where concert tickets are becoming something that only the super rich are able to experience you know um Yeah, you were telling me about um, a a pretty steep concert ticket.
1: Oh, God, yeah. So I really, really love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They've put out two albums this year, Mm -hmm. which is mad with their, um, I want to say original guitarist. Maybe not original, but most maybe well-loved guitarist, John Frusciante. Okay. Um, I've loved the first album a lot, spun out a lot second one i'm not calling into yet but that's on the cards for very soon and um yeah next time they were going to go on tour i was like right i'm gonna do it i've never seen them you know big band i'll do it once um how bad can it be right mm-hmm. i'll rip that band-aid off and just just go for it because i've loved them for 15 years basically like a yeah. long time and um yeah so i was like oh look they're, they're doing it they're doing a show next year and the uh, in a big stadium in, in the UK? Okay, well, maybe I'll go. And a friend of mine sent me a message and was like, hey, um, have you seen the ticket prices? And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize they were on sale. Uh, why? Why? How's, how much is it? Like 60 pounds, 70 pounds, 80 pounds? General admission, general standing, right? Just yeah. standing. You don't even get a seat. You yep. know, you might not be able to see because this is—it's a stadium. It's a football stadium. It's a—it's a flat ground. Mm-hmm. Um, they want—they want, they want two hundred nineteen pounds, and that's before fees. Oh, all oh, right. Booking fees, your delivery yeah. fees, your whatever. I've not bothered to even look that far in the checkout process because that is obscene. And you know what? You know what the best part is this is general admission. There is actually. Mm-hmm. A golden circle, a premium standing section Ooh. in front of that, which is even more expensive by another hundred quid or so, and it's just like, what? Like yeah. these? Like these? These are not poor musicians, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's there's a middle ground where I, you know, I was talking to a friend about this, where these smaller bands that are playing tiny venues, I would understand if they want to switch from charging like 10 bucks 10 quid a ticket which seems obscenely low Mm -hmm. um you know if they want to start charging 30 35 pounds for a ticket i'll be like you know what fair enough you've got a lot of expenses like yeah it's a small venue you don't have that benefit of economies of scale of a big audience in front of you you know you you're making less money Mm -hmm. um so that's you know i won't i'm not going to be mad about that i'm not going to be mad about smaller bands charging more money Mm-hmm. but for the Red Hot Chili Peppers to basically be more than like more than doubling like mm-hmm. the normal price of tickets like when I saw the uh, Ramstein a few times this year I think that was like maybe 90 euros was the average price of the ticket right? right and you've got your pyrotechnics and your huge stadiums and you've got all this other stuff right the huge huge shows
0: yeah. you're getting a big um, show
1: yeah unlike when I went to the Taylor Hawkins gig which had literally Paul McBloody Cartney on the stage. <laughs> he had Lars Ulrich, Brian Johnson, like all of these absolute legendary musicians, uh-huh. dozens of bands. And, you know, I understand people were doing it, it as a memorial and it was a charity gig. Um, but that was still like, I think that might've been 75 pounds, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, it just... You know, there's like, there's maybe there's like four of them on stage. They're not known for their like huge stage shows and uh-huh. huge, like, uh-huh. you know, they're kind of funk psychedelic bands. Like, they just sort of get on with their own little jams and that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But am, am I, are you really getting that much value?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this past year, I've had to say no to a lot of bands and a lot of bands that I will. Like shell out money for like when there there are a few bands that when they come around i will shell out you know kind of the big the big bucks for uh one of them being muse because um, they always put on a good show like their stage performance they you know they've always got a concept going on um but i had to say no to the concert that they were putting on this autumn Because they were charging like $150 for the nosebleeds. Um, You know, that wasn't even general admission. That wasn't even, um, you know, first balcony. This was like third balcony way into the back. Um, And, yeah. And I don't know why venues are charging this much. And I also don't know how much bands have a say in that. Because there was an article that was written uh, through an interview from Devin Townsend where he was saying that they're not making nearly enough to cover their costs with these tours. You know, um, one of the that Devin was talking about was like the cost of session musicians to help out the cost of um, techs and uh, crew um, due to COVID. You know, a lot of them had to pick up, a different type of job and a lot of them haven't come back from that job um, so those who are around still you know their rates have gone up because they're in such a high demand and the price of gas to get there like it all compounds on each on all this so even like these smaller uh artists you know i don't want to say Towns is a smaller artist but like compared to the red hot chili peppers a smaller artist yeah. and you know, he he was able to sell out the Royal Albert Hall, and yet he still is struggling to try to try to make ends meet on these tours, with ticket prices they the way they were. The last time I saw Devin Townsend, I think, I think I maybe spent sixty dollars on the ticket.
1: Yeah, I think it was it was similar for those Albert Hall shows. I uh, mm-hmm. I bought my ticket for that. Yeah, it was about the same. Mhm, mhm.
0: So like, I almost feel as though. You know, I would be okay spending a little bit more to offset their ticket prices. Like if he, if he went on the road and it was eighty dollars, I would still probably be able to shell out that much. But like, once we get past the hundred dollar mark, Canadian, you know, once we get to about the, you know, eighty to ninety five pounds, that's when I'm like, oof, I gotta eat. You know, I gotta pay rent <laughs> yeah,
1: basically you know yeah and it's not like okay well you pay all this money and you get in the venue and it's free drinks and you get a free portion of fries and
0: there's mm-hmm. someone
1: to massage your feet mm-hmm. you know you get in there and everything inside's inflated as well oh you know, yeah you're let's... paying 10 pounds for a drink you're paying 15 pounds for a burger whatever it is yeah, yeah. But, you know and it's not like the best michelin star drink and burger you've ever had in your life you know it no. is slap slap growl yeah basically yeah, you know yeah, let's it's it, it is fuel it is it is not it, necessarily food yeah, you know yeah
0: yeah yeah um, let's talk let's talk about merch you know let's talk about like i remember first time i went to a concert back when i was a, a wee lad and i could find a t-shirt for 25 dollars and I was just, I was at that point, I'm like $25 for a t-shirt. There's no way. Uh, but now I would be blessing the rains down in Africa. If I could find a t-shirt for $25, <laughs> when I, when I went to see uh ghost with their last tour, I picked up a t-shirt and it cost me like $55 oh for a gosh. t-shirt,
1: oh.
0: you know, they, they had, um, Mastodon was opening up for them and I got a, a, um, like a jacket patch. And I think the patch was like 15, $20. Um, and I picked up a ghost rosary cause I thought it was hilarious for $30. Um, so even the merch is just ridiculously expensive. And I understand they're trying to recoup some of the costs that they lost throughout the pandemic and all that, but like $55 for a t-shirt. It's yeah. just,
1: it's, it's just uh... a t-shirt. Yeah yeah it's stressful and again like it's it's I can't get mad at smaller bands upping their prices it's the bigger bands that are like doing it when you know like if someone like Devin Townsend he's maybe gonna sell I don't know let's say he sells 100 t-shirts a show Mm -hmm. Ghost might sell 1500 t-shirts a show right just because of the scale of that so they're already like profiteering more from that but then Mm -hmm. there's more costs associated because they need more transport to Mm -hmm. move around the merchandise for example Mm -hmm. so you know those running costs do escalate but there's still like that benefit of economies of scale when you get to that point and like there's there's just there's no there's why why is it so expensive <laughs> where's the money going like
0: uh, it's all going to like Ticketmaster and the venues uh yeah, I think it's all going like, to Ticketmaster honestly
1: probably uh, yeah I yeah. yeah I wish they would just not
0: <laughs> yeah let's hope the, let's hope whatever okay. is going on with Ticketmaster and Taylor Swift will you know humble Ticketmaster a little bit um yes
1: yeah, because you know. obviously this isn't exclusive to the metal genre, right? No. That's the other big story that's been happening is Taylor yeah. Swift fans have been uh, left out in the cold mm-hmm. from uh, mm-hmm. trying to get tickets for her tour, which is, uh, yeah, very sad.
0: Yeah. Very sad. Um, well, hey, I couldn't get tickets. And, you know, I'm one of the biggest wow. Taylor Swift fans that I know. So
1: Yeah, but you had like three laptops in front of you, like clicking oh, refresh.
0: I, and... had, I had two laptops, <laughs> two tablets, and my phone. And each one I had going. And... I still couldn't get to the Chicago show because that's the closest one to me is Chicago. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm still pretty saddened by that. But um, I think I think we can we can wrap wrap this up a little bit, you know, unless Ticketmaster wishes to. Um, I I think we're just going to have to see uh, some someone give, you know, because if. We as an audience will continue to pay this much, venues will continue to charge this much. Um, And I think that's, you know, unless we stop purchasing them at such a high rate, they won't stop charging us such a high rate. So Mm. yeah, unless a band starts charging less and starts to make that more of the norm to then force other venues and sellers. To decrease their costs i don't think it'll go down anytime soon
1: no probably not
0: yeah. and on that happy note i think we can round down this current episode um <laughs> hopefully the the next year we'll see some at least there's festivals you know like the festivals i haven't seen up in their costs they're they're pretty standard across the board so that's a mm. little little you know silver lining in this whole story
1: yeah, I mean that's the thing. You can you can go to like a four day festival for the for the price of one one standing <laughs> ticket for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So if you wanna, you really can. That's the better option, honestly. At this point, yeah. go to a festival instead. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. We've got a lot more coming up in 2023. That's for sure. Hopefully, Red Hot Chili Peppers will be at a uh, a festival, and that's the way you can see them. Um, oh yeah. um so that's going to do it for us today uh thank you everybody for tuning in listening uh thank you for sharing the show um if you haven't please spread the word you know let people know share it on social media uh if you do tag the show you know or the uh or the metal pod i think here let me just bring up that so people know exactly what it is that they're looking for um we are at Metalhead Pod on Twitter uh at Metalhead Pod uh on Instagram as well. So yeah, if you're spreading the word, be sure to give us a tag. Um if you want to connect with me, um you can find me at Notes Reviews. Um where could they find you, there Grace?
1: They can find me at Grace Hurst, H R S T.
0: Um, yeah. Um, if you like our music, uh, the intro and outro is by Grace herself. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So
1: it was. Oh, it is
0: still. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, and you know she's working on a new album, so maybe in 2023 we'll we'll be able to talk about it. Um, oh, I know yeah. I'm super excited to listen to it. So
1: five stars. I'll give myself five stars. <laughs> can i do
0: that. I'm sure you can. Yeah. Just do it under a pseudonym so people don't get too too shifty about it um so yeah thank you all for tuning in uh spending a couple minutes with us and uh as we say on every episode if they go down in the pit be sure to pick them up